0: Hello everyone, and uh, welcome to the Mindfulness Podcast. A deep breath in, please. And now a deep breath out. <sighs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, just before starting, I recorded, we recorded this podcast some time before we published it yeah, today. Uh, but I thought it was important actually to... To mention that we are very not so many kilometers far from from the country where i am right there is a war happening and uh, it's so unreal and so um you know bad to to see what is happening and i'm very sorry for um for that for our world right for humanity in general and in particular also for for all those people that are uh, suffering in this moment, and they cannot enjoy one of the most beautiful things in our universe—that—that that is peace. Uh, but I think it's important, actually, to 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 once more to talk about the importance of mindfulness here, right? So mindfulness is that um, that discipline, that way of understanding the reality, the way of being that is really fostering kindness and, and the more people in this world are uh, mindful or learn about mindfulness the more kindness there will be so that we don't actually have to experience or, or even be spectator of this awful uh, thing that is you know humanity you know getting against each other right so kindness always wins, and that's my wish um that this is processing in a positive way uh, eventually finishing as soon as possible and my wish as well as for all of you is really bring more mindfulness out there bring more kindness make sure that um, there is no anger or we can control everything we can control ego in particular uh, with more and more mindfulness practice right and now i will um, leave you with the podcast recording that is also a very good way to understand an additional element in our planet that makes us feel more mindful so enjoy and thank you for listening today we take you to an amazing journey into nature right and our guest is uh, uh, has a powerful story and uh, an amazing practice so stay with us um, but before i'm very happy to share uh, great news the so-called MBCE, the Mindfulness-Based Connect Experience, the legendary mindfulness journey at IBM, is starting. Uh, We already had a kickoff last week, uh, and this week we are just uh, uh, waiting for people to enroll, right? So many, some cohorts actually, not many, some, I think three cohorts are already full, right? Fully booked. So there are still uh, few uh, to go, right? so if you really want to start the, uh, you know, your experience with mindfulness understanding what it is mindfulness how to practice what it is mindfulness at IBM and who are other IBMers that are willing to practice that um, enroll I share below there is a link to a replay the replay of the kickoff where we actually uh, explain uh, to a full extent what is it and uh, how is the experience in itself and with also the links for enrolling uh, so help us to share the news, to share the possibility, the momentum, uh, because you know many people might uh, want it, but they just don't know it's happening. So the more we share, the better it is. Right? So that's that's the news from me, Pat. I don't know what uh, what are the news from from Kindril.
1: Thank you, Lele. At three important news updates from Kindril side. One, we are currently working on our learning plans and our badges and our first self-paced online courses, so be on the lookout for those. Two, do enroll in the courses and cohorts that are opening up in April. And three, we will be present at our first leadership summit for our senior executives, In New York Madrid and Bangalore so be on the lookout for mindfulness in those locations other than that business as usual lots of practices events initiatives and things unfolding I think it's now time to connect with our guest for today
0: so some time ago in some episodes ago we did a a wonderful journey into the Rocky Mountains National Park with Ron Francis, an IBMer that is also a tour guide in that park, right? that's an amazing place in our world. And Ron as well recommended uh, us to invite the, the guest of today, right? So Brett here, right? So Brett Wilson uh, is also a podcaster, and I'm very happy because you know, it's always nice to meet someone that is um, you know willing to... Uh, to share, um, you know, all the be- the best of mindfulness. But a podcaster um, uh, connected with the Rocky Mountains in a way, right? Uh, so you can find the Mountains and Den podcast on... Uh, uh, on itunes spotify and around right so if you're interested you, we put also the link below it's a beautiful podcast about mindfulness there is never enough podcast about mindfulness i would say so brett welcome to the mindfulness podcast thank you for being here and sharing your expertise uh, tell us something we don't know about you as a start
2: well thank you uh, lele and pat for being here it's an honor and a privilege and i really appreciate uh ron francis int- who you were just talking about introducing us as well the uh the the tour guide here in Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, We're here in Colorado, as you mentioned. And just before we (laughs) hit record, I was talking about the unfair advantage that nature gives us air quotes unfair advantage that nature gives us in being mindful, at least for me, I have a hard time disconnecting nature and mindfulness. So um, it's it's cool to be able to share that with the with your audience here today. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Brett for being here. So did your mindfulness journey start somehow related to nature?
2: Absolutely. It, it goes all the way back to when I was a child. I grew up in here. We're here in the United States. I grew up in uh, Maryland, uh, about an hour north of the heart of Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. and in horse country. My dad was a high school biology teacher, and he gave us an amazing love and respect for nature um, nice. early on. He, he would take us hiking and camping and caving, you know, spelunking and, um it was along the Appalachian Trail a lot of it, and I just I thought that's how everybody lived, <laughs> and it, it was very um, without even knowing what mindfulness was. It was it was an absorb an absorptive, it was a an immersive mm-hmm. experience every time because I was just lost in that world and found in my own world. It, it's I just loved nature. We had we grew up on a I guess you could say it was kind of a farm. we had horses and dogs and cats the usual, but because he was a a high school biology teacher. People would bring us animals that they would find, either that had been hit by a car or strays or whatever. We had a a, a vast plethora of, of not exotic animals. Well, some were kind of exotic, but unusual animals. We had a raccoon named Rocky, mm-hmm. who I formed a close relationship with, and we had um, a great horned owl. Those ones with the ears that uh, named Cedric. Um, I think he had had a broken wing, and we kind of nursed him back to health and gave him to the the National Zoo there in, in Washington, D.C. We'd go visit him and see him. We had a flying squirrel. We had snakes of every kind, uh, besides the black snakes and, and uh, you know, non-poisonous. We had rattlesnakes. At this time, I guess they were allowed to do this in schools. He, he did lock them up, but we had rattlesnakes. We had a copperhead. We had um, a cottonmouth moccasin, boa constrictor. <laughs> I just I just loved animals of every kind. We had, I don't know if you've ever heard of a purple gallon hole. Does that name sound familiar? Mm-hmm. No, No. that was a bird. It was a shore bird. Beautiful. If you look at a purple galinule, G-A-L-I-N-U-L-E. Just, uh, you know, it was a little bit of paradise, a little heaven on earth where where I grew up. And that was my my upbringing, my foundation. Um, And then, you know, I got into high school and there were girls, there was music. I, I became a musician, formed a band, and uh, all through high school and then into even into college, uh, we started traveling with the music. And and somehow, I just remember, I used to ride my horse all the time. And somewhere along the way, I just got into the world, the ways of the world, whatever that means, and um, kind of left my nature love behind yeah. and, and started um, getting into recording, into performing, um, then ended up. Ah, uh, getting a record distribution deal for what formed uh, a, a, a Christian record label uh, here in Maryland, there in Maryland, and then got a record distribution deal in Nashville, and it was um, going well there. With we had investors who had invested quite a bit of money in us. We got um, up to number seventeen on the Christian radio charts, and then. Uh, our distribution company bankrupted on us and it was a busy time and it was a hectic, harrowing time. We lost a quarter of a million dollars of investors' money, uh, I had, I'd had been managing a recording studio there and, uh, long story short, um, well, John Denver had ruined it for me long before by his song, Rocky Mountain, uh, Rocky Mountain High. And I knew eventually I wanted to live in Colorado. Got invited out there to lead worship in a church, did a lot more performing there. Um, Got busy and hectic again. I I was hiking and getting up in the mountains quite a bit, but the day-to-day busyness just took over it. I I basically, after many, many years, I felt like I was losing my soul. I was doing stupid things. I I just lost myself and uh, I eventually um, just burned out. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember being in a Barnes and Noble and seeing this beautiful coffee table um, book of Walden by Henry David Thoreau. And something about that just reached out and grabbed me. I had never read Walden, or at least not the whole th- way through. I'd heard quotes, and it was it just appealed to me. And um, at the same time, this phrase, "the art of slowing down," kept coming to mind. And I thought, um, I want to. I, I just need to slow down. I need to slow down. I, this is just too too crazy for me. And I was hurting people and just doing, like I said, doing stupid things, uh, trying to um, run from my busyness and, and get lost in, in, um, a different world. Well, but it wasn't nature that, that art of slowing down meant so much to me that I ended up, um, getting a uh, purchasing the domain name, not knowing what I would do with it. This was like 10 years ago. (laughs) And I just saved that. I think uh, my favorite Henry David Thoreau quote was, I love a broad margin to my life. And I just my margins were too narrow. My uh, I wasn't getting up in nature as near as much as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I wasn't taking care of myself. You know how when you're on an airplane and they tell you, you know, if if you need an ox if the oxygen masks fall down, you need to put your own on first before you take care of somebody else. We repeated also in our
0: podcast, actually. If you Oh, did you really? Yes. Before before loving the world, you should just love yourself, right? That's actually oh,
2: amen. I believe that with my whole heart. But I because I was in a service industry. I, you know, in the church, I I thought, you know, no, you got to take care of other people that but Mm -hmm. you're so right, love yourself, take care of yourself first. Um, So, I started reading more uh, of the naturalists, the poets, uh, Emerson, uh, you know, Henry David Thoreau, Walt Whitman, uh, John Muir, they just appealed to me. And over time, uh, I ended up getting a job where I'd mentioned um, up in the Rocky Mountain National Park, I mentioned Ron Francis, who had been on your show. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a job as a a Green Jeep tour guide up there, and also working with the Rocky Mountain Channel and started getting into podcasting. I actually work with the Rocky Mountain Channel up there. It's a, He's a nature film documentary
3: mm-hmm.
2: filmmaker, Nick Millay. And uh, I started to feel more like myself. I, I was in an environment where I could slow down and just absorb. But the, the whole idea of Mountain Zen Den, this that you had mentioned, our business, didn't come till uh, 2017. I was on a on a um, father-son trip from Colorado to Idaho, we went through uh, Boise. We went to see the craters of the moon. Went up to Lake McCall up near Quarterling, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just an amazing time. Just the two of us hadn't done a trip like that in a long time, and it brought back all these memories. Uh, I was in my own, my old world of nature and animals, um, wonder and beauty, and it just the concept of mountains then and then came. I thought, can't why can't I have this every day? Why can't I enjoy this beauty and wonder this this slowing down and just being every day? And so Mountain Zen Den idea was born. And I thought, even if it's just for me, uh, I'm going to do this. And I started and uh, and stumbled and started and stumbled just recording I tried. I wanted to be a daily podcast. That was a, a bit off too much. It was a little over You
0: always and, started like that. Huh? I, yes, me and Pat, we remember the same kind of feeling. Like let's do did more, really? right? But yes, people don't have time then, right? Yeah, and
2: you're right. Let's do more. Sometimes less is more.
0: <clears throat>
2: yeah. Well, <clears throat> I was just that was my passion. I was excited, and so on and off, I, I I did these podcasts, and then I started getting some people who were saying this really rings true for me as well. And I thought, that's beautiful. If 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 I'm not the only one, there must be something to this. And then I got some books uh, that, you know, I'm not a, I don't have to be proven by science, but I, in order to argue my point, so to speak, I like to know that science backs it up. And I read the book, uh, The Nature Fix by Florence Williams. And she talked about there, and also Richard Louv, uh, Vitamin N and The Last Child in the Woods. And uh, he has several books on nature. And it talked about science backs up the fact that nature, uh, just being in nature, the presence of nature, you know, lowers our stress levels, it mm-hmm. elevates our mood, it boosts our focus and our general overall happiness. And I thought, really, science, science proves this. <laughs> it's true. And then I heard about Shinrin-yoku, forest bathing in Japan, and now how it's made it over here to the United States. Mm-hmm. And it's an actual, it's a diagnosed um, remedy for stress and, and health issues and psychological, emotional, mental issues. So it um, wasn't long after that, that I thought, okay, this is serious stuff. This is really a, a great way to help the world um, meet my own passion and do something to help elevate the the consciousness of the, of the entire planet, hopefully, even if it's in just in my small world and to my small audience. So that's how I got started in uh, mindfulness. I can't, like I said, I can't separate mindfulness from nature.
0: Okay. so. How, so what, What? maybe, what, what is now nature for you then,
2: right? I'm glad you asked that. Not only can I not separate um, mindfulness from nature, I can't separate nature from myself or from you or anybody that uh, is breathing. We are nature. I think we've forgotten about that long, long ago, you know, when we were first conceived of, uh, I, I'm a believer in um, a God, a creator, And I feel like I have a purpose. And I was created for a purpose. And I was created in nature. And because uh, along with our pets, along with the tree outside my window, along with my heart beating, if it signifies a creation, a creator, and a purpose, uh, that's nature to me. Uh, Now, there's, I I have preferences, (laughs) where I enjoy Getting uh, climbing a mountain, or getting deep into a forest, or being at the ocean and feeling the salt spray—all of that's nature as well. But um, the benefits um, of nature don't have—you don't even have to be in it. Thank goodness we've been given these things called brains and imaginations, a mind that can that can go there anytime we want. And so um, when I can't get out to get my nature fixed to be with nature, as you ask, what is nature? Um, I have taken the time to create these scenarios, um, remembering past hikes, uh, past ventures out into nature as well. Uh, or just, you know, breathe, that's, that's nature too to me, because uh, it's the process of what nature's doing in our bodies. Did that answer your question? <laughs> it was a roundabout way of saying that, you know, I don't want this to be one sided, even though this is, you know, I'm your guest on the podcast, I love getting other people's visions and versions of nature. How, how do you picture nature? What is nature to you?
0: Pat, i want to give you a shot. You, uh, since you, you both have many plants behind that, you know, people just listen to you. But, uh, <laughs> the
2: plants in the background.
1: Yeah, I, I echo very much to, to what you're saying, Brent, about that connectedness with nature, that we are nature. You know, where is that distinction? I think often the mind comes in to create this dualism, this separation you know i'm better than nature or i have certain rights over nature mm. etc um, Yeah, but i think it's really just a part of us it's it's a part of our history we, where we came from and we really can connect with our the, the deepest parts of ourselves in nature or with nature yeah and i do have do have many plants around me and i am watching the sunset right now i as as I've gotten older, I've been reconnecting more with with nature than ever before.
0: Yeah, nice, beautiful. So from from my side, instead, you know, I I'm not uh, I am not believing in creation, but I still agree with uh, with all the points you you shared, right? So yes, I I I like to say, as Neil deGrasse Tyson usually says, that we are made of stardust, right? Mm. So the whole universe is made of the same components. And uh, so, not only the planet, right, but potentially you go to another planet and anywhere else, you will still find the same components that are also in you, right? Yes. So, if you know that we are breathing now parts of air that has been breathed or breathed by, uh, you know, our ancestors, right, even, uh, Hmm. you know, during the Romans or even before with uh, the ancient Greek and Greece and so on, we still are breathing the same air, the same components, right? And that's, um, and the finding, I think the importance here for me is really trying to find the connection with all of that, right? And when you find that connection, what you're saying that you feel good, that, you know, nature makes you relaxing and so on, is where you found that connection. So that's actually my next question to you is, how do you find connection with nature what what is the you know the instruction book i should follow or yeah. our I should follow to get there
2: that's a great question for connecting with nature i think we over complicate it and it's a really a simple thing uh connecting with ourselves connecting it's it we have to first trust that it's already there and that um it's not like something you strive to go get it's more of a letting go for me it's it's realizing that I've been holding on, I've been collecting all these thoughts and, and holding on to them, it, it's okay to have these thoughts. But if you really want to connect uh, with yourself and with nature, you just gotta, and you hear it in lots of meditation practices, let it go like the clouds flowing overhead, or, you know, one of my favorite places to, to meditate is in Rocky Mountain National Park, but by a river. And that's a great symbol of of the, your thoughts sometimes they are rushing and roaring and there will be a branch or some leaves or debris floating down the river and if i chose to hold on to that i wouldn't be connecting with the big picture i'd be i'd be just you know focusing on one little thing beauty the beauty and the curse of the mind is that you can focus and and but the beauty is that we can choose and so for me connecting is an intention and a choice to um just to be still there's a a verse in the Bible that says, be still and know that I am God. That's a beautiful verse for me because stillness, I'm reading a book right now called Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday, and he talks about all the the great leaders and and anybody who has um, achieved, uh, you know, that oneness begins with stillness, and stillness begins with um, intention.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, uh, one point, then then Pat, I know that you, won't, you won't want to ask a question, but I, I think I want to connect this moment with what you said at the beginning, right? That you needed to slow down, right? And now yeah. we talk about stillness, right? But we know because we repeated many times in our podcast that the nature of humanity is mm. to be restless. The mind is always thinking, right? It's always bringing more stuff. And if you're still for a second, here's another thought. That keeps your your mind busy so how to reconcile this idea with the beauty of stillness and to the need of stillness to really reconnect with nature
2: Were you asking pat i'm sorry
0: no i'm asking you brett as
2: well. oh okay yes yes yeah how to how to do that for me okay so i talked about it's just as simple as being as not doing anything and now i'm going to kind of con- contradict myself for me First, I have to remember with the intention not to, to do anything, and then I turn around and I'll, I'll plan a hike or I'll plan a, my wife and I have horses. We, I plan a horseback ride or I plan taking my dogs for a walk. And you know, being a, a creator like, you, you know, when you're sitting in an office space, even if you have plants behind you and you're sitting in an office space, there comes a time when you say this, I got to get out. And so uh, for me, it is um, the intention of making sure I get out every day. We say here at Mountain Zen Den that uh, our goal is to inspire you to get outside and connect with nature for mindfulness and personal growth. And that's my goal It's just to inspire people. And then, you know, I I need to practice what I preach because when it's two degree or minus two degrees outside, as I've mentioned here before the show. um, Yeah, you have to kind of be so intentional that you're going to dress warmly and do it as well. And um, so for me, it's just making sure that I, as often as possible, get out. Uh, there's a cool thing called earthing or grounding that I like to do every day. I don't care how cold it is. If uh, when I wake up, say, say a little gratitude prayer. And first thing I do when I let the dogs out, I go out. And if it's too much snow on the deck, I'll at least there's a, a an aspen tree growing right beside the deck. I'll touch that aspen tree and just hold on to it and, and feel that. But if it's not too snowy or icy, and I can get out in my bare feet, I love to just put my toes in the grass and and they say that that uh helps you connect with the Earth, and it that's supposed to have a healing effect too, again, not being the scientist uh they they say that it's good for you i can't <laughs> I can't prove it other than it really works for me to feel like I've started my day in nature, even if it's just stepping out off the back deck and grounding. um So connecting with nature by getting out into it: It seems or I, I think a few years back we crossed
1: the threshold and the majority of the world's population is living now in cities skyscrapers concrete jungle as they call it seems like a that that connection with nature has been shifting or or turning more to these these human-made objects and things not everyone has perhaps the ability to go outside and put their feet in the grass or or touch a tree because of the 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 city life are there any other things that humans can do to to reconnect to to their nature that you would recommend
2: ah that's a really beautiful thought yes absolutely um my wife and i just did a podcast a few episodes ago called getting your nature fix on a really really ridiculously cold day And, uh, and it doesn't have to be cold, it could be when you're living in the city. Studies have shown, and I just got a book uh, uh, called Healing Trees, that merely looking at trees has a very similar effect as being in nature with trees. Uh, If you have a pet, again, there are endorphins and dopamine and oxytocin that are given off just by loving by sending loving thoughts, uh, realizing and remembering we are nature, that person Walking down that busy city street is nature. Uh, that your next door neighbor um, mowing the lawn. Wake up to the senses. Be aware. Be aware and, and awake to just the blue sky above you. What is the What is the weather doing today? Does any Do any of us know where the moon is coming up over the horizon tonight, or if it's a full moon or a gibbous moon or a half moon? Uh, just being aware. Stars. Oh my goodness! the universe is this vast outward as it is inward and vice versa. uh, There is no excuse to not connect in one way or another. It may not look like these beautiful pictures we see on Instagram of waterfalls and cliffs and (laughs) oceans and mountains and woodlands. But um, I think you do need to be intentional about maybe planning your vacations. If you live in the city planning weekend getaways and your vacations to do that and let that be your um, the thing that kind of you look forward to while living in the moment of connecting moment mm-hmm. by moment. Yeah. I mean, you meant, I, yeah.
1: You, you know, we talked already today about stillness and how we're nature and slowing things down. And something that you are saying that I really resonate with is intention. So just, you know, connecting with ourselves, mm-hmm. just, you know, really feeling the hands and not just thinking about them. We're most of the time kind of mindless on automatic pilot running through the day. And just connecting with ourselves and this body is in a way also connecting to mm. to nature
3: yeah
2: yeah it is and and it, all of a sudden life becomes filled with wonder again when you think about that pat because mm. um, this technology is awesome we can we can do things better and faster and um, more pain less painfully more painlessly than we ever had before but we have developed uh, a neurosis uh, around it that um, we've got to have everything now the microwave society I thought it was bad when microwaves came out and we'd stand in front of it and and, you know wait 30 seconds or a minute and go hurry up (laughs) and now you know we've got these uh, amazon that can deliver it to your doorstep the next day whatever you want we have forgotten to be patient and we've forgotten that um, there's this whole world Going on within our bodies, our cells, the wonder of how I mean, realize the mitochondria, there's a quadrillion mitochondria in our bodies. They mm-hmm. say that you can fit one mitochondria is the powerhouse of the of the uh the, the body the, of the cell, and, and it's what makes us uh be energized. There's you can fit a billion on one pin okay. on the head of a pin. That's amazing. And we're connected to it. It's it's right here, <laughs> right in our bodies, right now. Um, So, the stillness part um, and stillness, that intention and nature, I like the way, I like where we're going with this today, it's kind of uh, bringing it all to what it's really all about for me.
0: Mm. But but then, you know, to translate all of that, right? So what you said, then what Pat said, that is, you know, you connect with yourself, right? I would say as well, you know, connect with other people, right? You're in a city, there are many people, right? Uh, you know, your people are starting with the people in your family who you love, right? But also the, yeah. the neighbor, whoever, also those are nature, mm, right? Because they yes. are. Uh, so perhaps can we say that, uh, you know, to connect with the nature, it just need to come to the present?
2: Mm, yes, yes.
0: I have good memories of growing up
2: um, in the country, as I mentioned, and also my favorite place was Camp Blue Ridge, and that's in the past. But if I'm always living there, sometimes that's how I fall asleep, by the way, is remembering those, those good me- memories of childhood and nature. But if I'm not present, I'm missing something. I'm losing life uh, moment by moment. Uh, so, yeah, I'm glad you said that, Lately.
1: I wonder if, um, if we could take things a further step. And if we are to make the argument that all of this is nature, that mm-hmm. it's all from the stardust, this microphone that we're using, the oh, yeah. clothes on our skin right now, if we're intentional and we're present and we're aware and we're connecting with that, isn't that in a way also connecting or reconnecting with, with nature?
2: Wow. You don't have to break it down to plants and animals and, and nature mm-hmm. scenes. It's, it's yes, it's deep. Uh, yeah. I believe the universe is a friendly place towards us because we are all, like you said, we are all part of that. Mm. Uh, Boy, that now I, I won't look at my microphone the same way, Pat. <laughs> I'm at it right now, going wow. But,
0: you know, if you would look uh, with a the microscope, there are so many other creatures there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, working yes. around the microphone, and you know, it, the world is you know in the depth. There is much more to discover than uh, than in uh, you know in in the sky. Many times, right? So there is a lot that we don't know and a lot that we don't see. Yeah, but it's still nature. We just it's don't see it. We know it's there. Maybe.
2: Mm hmm. And that's, that's. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes, it is. I appreciate you saying that.
0: Wow. I got
1: goosebumps on my skin now. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> that gives me goosebumps.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Sometimes, especially when it's not working, I shake my fist at my computer or technology or, or iPhone. I'm going to appreciate it. I'm going to, I'm going to take it and I'm going to love it. <laughs> Put it up here against my heart and say, thank you. Thank, and you know, we didn't talk really about gratitude. But you can't be in nature, and yeah. now, now the big capital N of what we just defined nature as—you can't be in nature without being grateful. And grateful mm-hmm. gratitude is where it all begins: presence and gratitude. Yeah.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. I think it's wow. time for for practicing. Yes. Right. To a little practice for uh, to you know to get into nature, and I think you, when we were discussing. Uh, you know, off-air, off right? You were actually uh, telling us that you have a journey uh, for us, right, to move on. Yes. That would be nice. Yeah. Think.
2: As I mentioned, we can go there in our minds, and the the mind doesn't know the difference whether you're in a, a beautiful setting or whether you're imagining it, but I'd like to give us this today as a, um, as a gift to just be able to come back to anytime you want. Okay. if you're feeling extra stressed it'll be about 5 minutes because we're going on a long hike oh, <laughs> up man. to a high mountain lake if that's okay you guys ready for that yes put on your hiking shoes maybe your favorite flannel shirt and a backpack and if you like a walking stick we're going to we're going to go on an observant nature hike and then meditate at the top of the lake well we talked about intention let's just now that we've got our backpack and and uh we're ready to go on the trail let's just take a moment to close our eyes and uh, invite awareness and presence. Take a deep
3: breath, hold for a second, and release a little bit longer. Let's do that one more time. Release. All right. As we stand at the trailhead, we just want to invite
2: in also gratitude and humility and be grateful for the fact that we can we have the health and we're able to do this trail and honor the the people who came before us to create the trail and those that were here before us and all the plants and animals that are here right now, we just want to honor that we want to start noticing. So let's start hiking the sky is a deep deep blue and the air is that
3: perfect temperature the kind that is just cool enough to be comfortable yet invigorating and it's perfect for hiking
2: picture the morning sun filtering through the open pine forest making the journey feel as though you're traveling through a magical narnian-like kingdom of wonder and beauty as you climb the trail an occasional stellar's jay or chickadee in the branches above you. And your excitement mounts as you realize this is one of the best days of your life. Your legs just want to go and go and go. And you feel like you could walk forever. The fresh mountain air is exhilarating. And you suddenly realize that with each step you're leaving all of your worries and your carries farther and farther behind into an oblivion of unimportance. Before you know it, you summit a hill and the landscape has opened up a bit, giving you a view of the snow-capped mountain peaks before you. You are in the mountains, yet they go on and on. Now you're in a clearing, and there before your eyes lies the most beautiful mountain lake you have ever seen. The stillness in the air frames a glassy surface that reflects an azure sky and enduring mountain majesty. Heaven has come down and kissed earth, and water, leaving only this glorious and majestic home for your heart. With wide eyed childlike wonder you take off your backpack, stretch your arms over your head and try to take in the scenery all at once. The beauty of this place is almost overwhelming. And your heart pounds more with the thrill of this paradise than with the challenging climb you just made. You have found a second home. The high mountain lake smiles back at you, reassuring you that it has always been here and will always be here for you. You take a seat on a surprisingly comfortable rock next to the shore and just soak up the reverie and tranquility and indescribable beauty before you. There's a palpable quality to the place, and you can actually feel the strength and wisdom emanating from the water and mountains reflecting on its surface, reaching deep into your soul. A gentle breeze momentarily disturbs the mirror-like surface, creating a natural setting of shimmering diamonds. The wind stirs a bit harder, and the diamonds turn to ripples, causing all of the mountain reflections to disappear. For a brief time, the calm becomes momentary chaos, and a cloud darkens the view. Moments later, the wind retreats as quickly as it came, and all is still again. You realize that your spirit, like this lake, may be rippled and choppy from time to time. But not far below the surface, the main portion and core of your being is constant, undisturbed, and unmoved,
3: immutable, unflappable, always reliable, always steady,
2: always at peace. Your heart tells you that you never want to leave this paradise. But then you realize you don't have to. You can always carry the memory of it deep within and can access it anytime you want. You simply purposefully breathe, tap in and remember. So you sit back and allow this high mountain lake meditation to make its full dose effect on your being, body, mind and soul.
3: Let's just stay here for a while and allow allow goodness and gratitude to come into your heart. Like pure
2: mountain water. Allow peace to pour into every crevice within and fill the basin of your being. Invite it to fill the landscape of your soul. Until there is nothing but a lake inside your heart. A lake that is still and reflective,
3: pure, and tranquil. Let's just sit for a few more moments. Okay, you could take a lot longer when you do this again on your own, but welcome back. You may open your eyes. Wiggle your toes and be present to this moment right now. i thought i need to
1: fly out to rocky mountain national park to experience that all i need to do is just have a call with brett thank you so much for that. Uh,
2: thank you thank you but we do invite you if you ever come here you you have a place to stay (laughs) both of you
0: thank you nice it's Mm -hmm. um the level how you can get you know some vivid um experiences right just with your you know mind eyes it's mm. uh, it's incredible sometimes right yeah yeah and, and perhaps maybe you know we can close with this note i think even if it's you know maybe it's not the right day to get out it's too cold or maybe you're sick uh, that week right you cannot really get out at all yeah uh, even having getting in the nature in this way could perhaps really be a slow down and beautiful experience
2: mm.
0: yes yeah
2: that's good. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate you guys coming on the hike with me. Mm. My legs mm. are hardly tired at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm ready for another
2: another uh, hike. There's <laughs> lots more.
1: <laughs> uh, Brett, any final final thoughts or words before we close today?
2: Yeah. Get outside and connect with nature for mindfulness and personal growth. And <laughs> just uh, again, and we say this at the end of every every uh, episode that we need to remember that life is a gift and nature is a gift and you are a gift back to the world.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much, Brett. Uh, You know, or everyone, like, uh, thank you for listening and being with us until now. I encourage all of you now, maybe that's a good time for having a walk or getting out and enjoy and uh, have a beautiful rest of the day, you all. Thank you for listening to to our podcast. Bye-bye. See you next time. Bye. Thank you.